This edition of the AA Show is dedicated to the victims of the Swedish refugee terrorists. Oh, it didn't happen? Oh, well, whatever. February 22nd, 2017. Welcome to the A Show, the Anchors Alaska, or Alaska Aces Show. My name is BK. This is a show where we talk about weekly stuff, life, politics, sports, travel, blah, 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 all that stuff. My name is BK. Uh, yeah, it's the last show of February already, uh, I think. Oh, yeah, there's no 29th this year, so next week it's going to be March 1st. So, yep, it's the last of February already. We are... One six way through the year, 2017 already. How's it been? How's your week been? Uh, did you have the President's Day off or the Family Day off or Heritage Day off? Whatever it is in Canada, it's a it's a different holiday. Monday for um, all the different provinces in Canada. I think Alberta had a Monday off the week before. Uh, yeah, we've had the President's Day off here. Where I'm still trying to understand why we have a President's Day. Um, I guess it's the birthday of many presidents, Lincoln and Washington. Kennedy um but I just remember that it's uh Rihanna and my sister's birthday oh and then the bachelor friend of mine too so uh, no she's not the bachelor she's like we talk about the bachelor or bachelorette so there's that so hope you had a good week hope you had a good month uh weather has been interesting uh in the midwest and the east coast it was like really nice like 50 60 degrees like 10 degrees 15 degrees all the snow from two weeks ago just melt, melted. And then um, over here, it was really nice, too. Unlike a week ago when I, or two weeks ago when I came back from New York, it was, like, really sunny, nice. And then it starts raining again here. And, um, yeah, Alaska was actually pretty nice, too. It was snowing all week, except the Saturday, the day I was there. Uh, it was, like, 20, 28, 29, 30 degrees, just under the sub-zero temperature, minus 2 or so. It was walkable, and it didn't snow. So snow was accumulated on the side, but... Yeah, it was pretty good. So, um, yeah, let's get to the Alaska a little bit. Uh, don't want to cut, don't want to meander through some other topics. I don't have much to talk about. I'm still catching up on sleep and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, Alaska. This is the last of the uh, six weekend trips that I've been doing. Started with San Diego, San Francisco, uh, New Mexico, New York, Arizona, and finally Alaska. Um, yeah, so I left uh, Saturday morning. Uh, I caught the uh, morning flight, not super early, like the Arizona one and other ones before, which was like 5 a.m., 6 a.m. or so. It was like 8 a.m., so it was much more manageable. Um, But the flight there, I'll be honest, uh, was not pleasant. Um, I I had a window seat, um, and then there's... And then um, I thought it was kind of empty, at least on the way there. But then um, seats filled up fast. A lot of people go to Anchorage, believe it or not. And then um, there was a child behind me who was kicking me. And then um, there's a big dude in the middle. I think he was an Inuit dude. It's not Eskimo. That's not politically correct. And that's inaccurate. Not just politically incorrect, but just inaccurate. Eskimo is a wrong word. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, the guy was like, I don't know, six foot three or something. So, he had his knees over my side. And then I was like, what the hell? And then the kid is, child is kicking me in the back seat. I gave a couple of stares at him. And then looked at the father who was in the middle seat behind me. And he just like kind of gave a wave. Don't worry about it. 
but I was like, okay, whatever, you know, discipline your child, you know. And I had that moment for a second, and then I, and then I had another one of those like intrusive thoughts where like, dude, why would I want a child that have him on a flight and do this? And like, I would tell the kid to shut up or like stop it for a second, but I didn't really hear that. So, but anyway, so uh, I, I try to catch some sleep. Couldn't really, um, given the uh, constraint space that I was in, and then the child kicking, so I couldn't really sleep. So I was like, "Yay, whatever." But uh, that by the time we landed there, it was like uh, ten thirty in the morning. We, it was about a three-hour flight, uh, and then Alaska is an hour behind the Pacific time zone, so it has its own Alaska time zone. So uh, yeah, as soon as we got off, I saw it was pretty cloudy. Um, there wasn't snow or anything, but I saw a lot of snow on the ground. I, I, I was watching out for the weather and see if it, it gets pretty worse. Um, yes, snow was pretty stacked, but you know, what do you expect? February, it's sort of a hit and miss month for Alaska because it's a kind of in between that. It's kind of reaching the spring, but not really out of the winter yet. So you could either get, you know, n- nice weather like I had, uh, Saturday where it's like around the sub-zero temperature or you can get like, God, although like ridiculous amount of small snowfall at some point, and then it's like twenty degrees, eighteen degrees, it's freezing your ass off. So yeah, I avoided that, so that was good. But at the same time, because it snowed so much and there's still a lot of clouds over, it, it was kind of foggy. And then some of the city line I wanted to see, it kind of blocked the view, so it wasn't the best photo, like photographical moment. Um, did I see the northern lights? No, I didn't, cause uh, it was so cloudy. You can't really see it anyway. I probably have to go up to like Fairbanks or I don't know Wasilla, where Sarah Palin's from, and all that to probably see that. But uh, given the snow that was on the ground, um, I don't want to take a chance and do long drives, uh, cause I heard some bad stories. People driving in the winter, even with the all wheel and driving slow. So I said, Nah, I want to be safe, and I'm gonna stay in the Anchorage metropolitan area. And by the way, Anchorage compared to other cities in Alaska is pretty nice. To, like it's a pretty standard city. It feels like a suburb a little bit. It's like a small town. Uh, everything's within like a four or five mile radius. Um, and then um, everything's you gotta drive. I mean, they got buses and stuff too. But my God, like I I've seen a lot of people waiting for the buses like behind the snowbanks, and I'm like, nah, I don't want to do that. So I ended up getting a. Uh, 2016 Nissan Rogue. So this is the second week in a row I got a Nissan for some reason. I mean, they offered. I had a National this time, not Hertz, because I'm the Emerald Club member for some reason. My work got me that when I was traveling a lot the last couple of years. Um, and then, what was it? Uh, they offered either 2017 Toyota RAV4 or like Rogue. And I said, nah, I don't want a Toyota because I used to drive a Camry and then I really hated how that thing handles. You know, Toyota has a really light handling, Toyotas and Lexuses. And I don't want to drive a Toyota, so I was like, yeah, you know what, give me a Rogue, and then, like, make sure it's an all-wheel, and then it turns out every single rental car in Alaska is all-wheel, so that's given, so yay, great, and then the winter tires, too, they come with, so that was good, so, uh, Rogue, compared to Altima, quick car review, I was, it was pretty nice, I was very surprised, and then the handling was pretty decent, too, it wasn't drifty like, uh, Altima was, so... I don't know, maybe it was the Ultima thing, it was a new thing they're trying to do, trying to be sporty like GTR or Z350, but the SUV was really nice. I remember driving Rogue when I was searching for uh, SUVs like seven years ago in 2010 after my Camry got wrecked. Um, Rogue was one of the first cars that I drove, I, it was some seller off of Facebook. You know, if you had, remember the Facebook marketplace? Yeah, I got it off of that, it was before Craigslist times. So. Um, I drove it at that time and it was pretty nice, but I didn't feel like, you know, 
I don't like the design. It was very circular, and then it didn't seem practical in the in the back trunk and all that. So I didn't like it for that reason that time. But then this time I said that. Ah. And then Rav4, you know, I knew Toyota, how it handles. It's super light. So on the rain or on snow, you know, you feel like you're about, like, I don't know, 50 degrees off when you're steering that thing, you know. And then some, I don't know, some gear has me like, hey, you're, you're such a wussy, man. Like, you could just drift that thing like Tokyo Drift. And I'm like... I don't want to drift. That's a point. That's why I'm trying to get the nice SUV and drive safely on the road. And I'm only there for 12 hours. So, you know, I just want to get one point to another and then get home safe. So there's that. Um, so I got a Rogue. And then, the, you know, I again, I only have 12 hours here. So did I have a particular plan? Uh, yes, uh, I wanted to visit, take a couple of snow walks, a uh, bit of a hike or walking or whatever. So first place I went to is right side of the airport at this place called the Earthquake Park. So there was an earthquake in the 1967, 63, I don't remember. And then this, because of this earthquake, it shaped this park by the water bay in Anchorage. And if you get to the bottom of the park, uh, if you follow the trail from the west entrance, uh, you will get a pretty nice view, the city line of Anchorage, Alaska. So I got that, although I couldn't get the mountains behind because of all the clouds, because it was pretty cloudy and foggy that day. But, um, you know, a lot of snow on there. And by the time I got there, it was like 10.45, 11 in the morning. You know, some early morning folks are out jogging. And also a lot of these, like, I guess, cross-country ski thing. It wasn't snowshoe, but they literally had the skis. And they came out with a dog, and I was just in my hiking boots and just walking. You know, and then I was like, God dang, I don't ski. I don't have a dog, but like, you know, it, it's not a bad snow. It's not like, you know, five feet deep or anything. I stayed on the in the right trailers, not trailers, the trails. And then um, I walked just fine. So I walked around a good half an hour, got my CD view, sat down for a little bit, you know, with a coffee in my hand. And then I just walked back. And then um, I said, you know what? I got some time to kill. Um, I, I had a couple restaurants I wanted to visit. One's called the Guinea's uh, Old Alaska. I guess it's an Alaskan dish, American dish, whatever it is. But it was still like 11, 30, 12. So I figured there was a lot of brunch crowd uh, at this time. So I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go check out another park and then um, get another view uh, towards the west side because uh, Earthquake Park was facing north uh, inwards towards the downtown Anchorage. So I got the city view. So I said, I had time to kill. Let's go check out another park. So I went to the Kincaid, Kincaid. It's like K-I-N-C-A-I-D park. Uh, that was like five miles away. It took about 20 minutes, 25 minutes to get there because of all the snow and you have to drive slow. There's no highway, so it's all ro local road with all the traffic lights uh, just past the airport. Uh, I couldn't really get much far in that park. Uh, there was like a, I guess a cross-country ski session going on. There's like a huge hill where a lot of kids are tubing and um, s not snowboarding, but what do you call it? The sleigh thing. So you just like roll down the hill. But then um, I wasn't. I didn't have a tube, and then I was just wearing my uh, throwaway jeans. So I was like, ah, I don't want to get this wet. And then you know, driving the car with a wet jean. So I just walked around and checked the scenery a little bit, but didn't, couldn't get to the water uh, level or anything. And then the snow there was really high, so you really needed the ski or the snow, sh like a what is it, the snowshoe kind of thing. Um, so I said, nah fuck it and then i drove out and then i said i'm hungry i gotta get some food so i finally went to the guinies um it's very close to the airport they have a large sign to the guinies it's uh, spelled g-w-e-e-n-i-e -E -E, guinies 
Um, <clears throat> I sat down and I was pretty tired, exhausted at this point. I sat at the bar counter. The lady looked at me and was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, you know, just a little jet lag, you know, to catch some sleep. Uh, can I get some black coffee, please?" And then, you know, I had, you know, I guess three cups of coffee. And then um, I looked at the menu and then I didn't know what to order. I didn't look at the Yelp review. Okay, by the way, the thing is, I, I mean, I look for places that are popular, but I don't necessarily read the ratings or the reviews extensively because I think point of traveling and walking into random areas is for you to experience as is. So, I don't want my judgment to be clouded by Yelpers out there. So I said, you know what? Fuck it. It has good enough rating, good enough number of dollar signs because there are a lot of three dollar signs places in Alaska, given how far away it is, and then people gotta bring food up from the mainland and all that. So I was like, all right, I don't need an expensive Brazilian or Mexican restaurant here. Yes, there are those in downtown Anchorage. And so I said, I just want some American dish that you can get in Alaska in Anchorage. So. Boom! I got that. So they had this thing called the reindeer sausage and eggs, and I was like, "What the hell, reindeer? I thought reindeer was fake, like uniform, uh, like uniform unicorn or something." So I said, "Give me those." And then I uh, got that with scrambled eggs and the fries, uh, fries or the potato, whatever. And then it was pretty good. And then it was a hearty amount for fifteen dollars. Like it wasn't like two sticks of sausage it was like a really thick sausage pieces like they sliced it all for you which was nice i didn't have to slice all that and then you know maybe lose a piece of piece or two it like flings off the plate or anything um it was like uh it was like <laughs> inch and a half couple inches wide diameter so i was like god dang this is big and then you know i need some protein because i didn't eat anything except some scramble bowl on alaska so i'm like only thing i was worried about at this stage is like dude i'm gonna have like four eggs today my cholesterol level and fat i'm like what am i gonna do but hell i need protein i need some energy i need some carbs so i chow that down and uh it was really good queenies i highly recommend it it was it's a it's a generic american place you get some interior you know they got a little bear in there it feels like a little cabin um they have beer too they have a bar so a uh, good diner, good place. I'm um, highly recommended, it. and it's near the airport. It's only a couple miles from the airport if you get out of the uh, Ted Stevens Airport. So yeah. Uh, speaking of airport, by the way, uh, Anchorage Air- Airport is really nice. Uh, it feels very modern. Um, I think last time I stopped there was when our family first immigrated to Canada. <laughs> Believe it or not, we had to refuel in Anchorage before we landed in Toronto from um, Incheon Airport. But um, at that time, we were just staying in the lounge and we just waited three hours or something, hour and a half, three hours. Um, so we didn't really experience the airport and walk around or see, see the city at all. So this is the first time I actually walked to the airport. It was pretty nice. Um, you know, it's very glassy, bright. Feels like a lot like a Minneapolis airport. Um, I don't know, maybe the snow and then the weather outside kind of affects that luminance and the atmosphere too but it felt very bright because it's very white and um all that so it's not like the desert airports in uh, new mexico and phoenix which is very orangey browny and yet at the same time very cozy but this alaska one because of the weather probably it feels very sturdy inside and it feels very modern and not that many people so um I was, it was good so it wasn't like a uh, human traffic so much walking around um yeah, so what did I do after the Guinies? Uh, yeah, this is when I decided that, you know, I'm going to drive to the downtown Alaska, uh, Anchorage, and then I'm um, just check out the town. 
Now, I understood that Anchorage is a little more city compared to other places, you know, in the whole state. So, um, I wanted to check out a museum because they had an Anchorage museum. I wasn't looking for arts museum. I just wanted to see, know the history of Alaska because I didn't know anything. I just know that, like, there are a bunch of Inuit people, you know, the Mongolians and all that. And then Russia sold this thing, you know, to the U.S. in a dirty, like, dirt cheap price, not dirty cheap. And then, you know, Russians initially took over this, you know, land and all that. So I was, like, kind of curious. It's like, all right, let's see what's up. Uh, th- then there's this place called the... So I drove to downtown, and then I parked across the museum, uh, which was a paid parking. There's, I mean, there are free street parkings, but they get pretty full uh, pretty fast, especially when I get there, like, 1 in the afternoon, where by the time, like, everybody's in downtown at that point. Um, so there's no street parking I could use. And it's free Saturday and Sunday, which is good because generally only Sundays are free in many cities. Um, so I parked and then I was about to pay at this booth. And this lady came up to me and was like, hey, do I want the, the parking, the ticket? You know, she only used it for half an hour and she only paid for two hours. Uh, so I still had about 90 minutes of free ticket. She didn't want to burn it. She just said, take it. And then I was like, oh, shit, what a nice lady. And then, like, I thought Alaska was, like, all everybody's cold and, like, you know, it's, like, a worse version of Seattle freeze or, like, Alaska freeze or some shit. And then I knew Alaska is more Republican. I mean, God say, for God's sake, Sarah Palin was a mayor of Wasilla and became a governor in the state. So I was, like, you know what? They all must be, like, all independent, uh, you know, libertarians and all, all a bunch of individualistic assholes here. But, you know, this lady was nice. She gave me a parking uh, thing that she was using. Here you go. Put this in your... Uh, put up on the dash and i said oh thank you very much and i took it and then um i didn't have to move my spot because i didn't have to put a particular parking spot number in it when i pay for it it's like cool but then i at the same time i was like dude i only got 90 minutes to get through the the this tall ass looking museum which was about six floors tall i walk into the museum and then um it turns out some of the floors and then the exhibitions are closed due to reconstruction and rearrangement and stuff so um, I was assuming that the museum was going to cost, based on the website price, it would be like $13, but it was seven fifty. I was like, holy shit. All right, they, they knock off almost uh, 40%, half, half the price off. So I walked in, and then um, there are a few artworks, a lot of sculpture stuff, you know, historic cultural things, especially for the uh, natives up there. And I didn't know they, were, they had so many different tribes, about like seven or eight. I can't name any, any of them, really. Um, so when I got to the main floor where they had the exhibit of like different jackets and different parkas and slippers and all that and i didn't know they had snow goggles obviously without glasses because there's not enough heat there to make glass so it was just like uh it looked like uh it's like a swim goggle without the glasses with very small hole in the middle so that the snow doesn't get in but they made that out of wood and then they you know recoated or something to make sure that it's waterproof i saw some kayaks and stuff and some of the jackets, I looked at it, and then at one point, I just made a joke because, you know, the most popular jacket or the parka right now is Canada Goose, which a lot of Chinese people love, Asian people love. So I just made a joking snap. It's like, hey, man, mainland Chinese people love this Canada Goose. And it's like, took one of the, one like the, whatchamacallit, like old-ass looking jacket made out of, like, I don't know, duck feather or something. It wasn't duck. There's no ducks there. It was made out of like otters and seal like and, and all that but 
Wait, they made the jacket. They had the small one for the little kid too, and then the snow boots. And I'm like, oh my god, you, like look at this. And then all I could think was like just stock market investing shit. It's like, oh my god, this is where Canada Goose or North Face comes from. Oh my god, this is where the UGG boots comes from. I'm like, but I was like fascinated reading about this. Where why what they made this thing out of, you know? So they had this really light weight looking jacket uh to prevent against cold. It looks like one of those Columbia North Face uh, jackets. It's not the furry one. And then they said, oh, they made that out of seal and uh, with bear intestines. And I was like, and then I looked at it closely. It's pretty transparent. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, you made that out of, like, I don't know, inner body parts of animals. And then it keeps you warm. I was like, god dang, that's kind of, that's sick. And then, um, you know, they had, like, all these different masks and different exhibits. You know, they had videos running. It's like, you know, this is the way we live. And then, you know, the history of Alaska and then the natives there. And then it turns out, like, when the, I guess, a lot of settlers from the West, especially from Russia, came in, you know, they started, they wanted all the resource, they wanted the fur, uh, you know, Hudson Bay trading, obviously, that's now the Bay, and then the Zellers, they don't have Zellers anymore in Canada, you know, that company, those guys, fur trading people come in in the 19th century or 18th century uh, you know, and stuff, and, you know, they bring, you know, money and stuff to these Native Americans, but like the mainland stories, you know, they eventually take over diseases, uh, they had a lot of syphilis, uh, syphilis, influenza, uh, in the early 20th, at the turn of the century, in the 20th century, and then the 1917, if you don't know, there was like a huge Spanish flu that was going on in the Pacific Northwest and in the West, Alaska was clearly affected by it, so a lot of Natives died, um, and then they didn't have the voting rights after they got sold to U.S. from Russia. Uh, so they didn't have the voting rights uh, until, gee, 1910s or something after, you know, U.S. took over in 1867. So I was like, uh, they had some exhibit about, you know, fighting for their language rights um, and then just the cultural you know, embracing that's been lacking because of America and then all the wet Europeans coming in. I just like, God dang, man. Like, how many? And then I started feeling bad watching, the, looking at this, and I'm like, man, like, they they really went through a lot. And all the Native American stuff you see that people don't talk about at all in this side of the, uh, you know, in the mainland. I'm just like, I felt depressed thinking about this. Like, dude, these are the Native Americans. These are the. These are the original people that lived here for so long. And yeah, they had their cultural gap and all that. But at the same time, way the Europeans took over and the Russians took over, I just go like, why am I not surprised? And they brought all the STDs over. I don't know. It's it's, it's also sickening thinking about it, like syphilis and all that. And I'm like, man, they all those diseases probably cause like, you know, the next generations of this Inuit people not to be created. That which sucks. You know, that's that's a fucking understatement. Just saying, yeah, it sucks not having your future generation. But I'm just like, just thinking about it. I started getting angry looking at this thing, you know. And then I was just like, God dang, man! Like, what is this? And then you know, and I I just started cussing in my head, you know, like I'm doing right now, just in disbelief of how you know America evolutionized. And then just thinking about all the immigration fiasco that's been going on with all the republicans and stuff you know it's like dude you you guys came in and just took over everybody you know like in alaska hawaii you know oklahoma blah 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 all these places and yet at the same time you're and then america has a history of like 
you know, treating immigrants bad, like with Irish and Italians too in the 1910s, 1920s. And then now, you know, the Mexicans and then, you know, the Muslim Americans and Indian people, you know, it's like they're taking over all the tech jobs. And I'm like, what the hell's wrong with all of you? He's like, you need to look at the history of your country, the origin of it. You ended up here. Your ethnicity ended up here based on genocide and just like cultural takeover with, with everything, with diseases and all that you brought over. Am I saying that's all bad? I mean, yeah, it's bad, but it's it's human nature. This happens in every part of human history, so I'm not surprised. But at the same time, I think we should remember that and then try to learn lessons from it. That's why the fucking history majors exist, so they would teach us what we shouldn't do in the future. But anyway, so I digress. Um, so yeah, the museum was cool, and then on the top floor they had a video digital media art of sorts. They called the theme was called the Cabin Fever. They had about four videos about all these different artists who stopped there, and then you know just surviving the winter, in a, in the especially in winter because it's like sun goes down super fast. But in the summer it's like twenty four hour sunlight, which is why there are a lot of campers and golfers coming up. Um, so. I watched those videos. It was pretty cool. Um, I got some cool boomerang image out of it, but at the same time, it wasn't enough. That it's like I'm looking. I was looking for more. It's like, dude, there should be more modern artists that get inspired from this, or like try to reflect that solitary, like a s- feeling of solitude and the freeze and snow, the roughness that comes with the cold places like Alaska. But I didn't see that. And then uh, I'm sure there are more exhibits on the way. So I'm kind of. I was excited to see it for seven fifty. It was a good deal. And then um, I hung out in the mall for a little bit. I picked up the mug, the Alaska mug. I found it. Uh, I actually read it online that like people who are taking cruise trips, I don't understand cruise trips. It's a waste of time, and then you get food poisoning. Um, that they, they couldn't find it in like Juneau and Fairbanks and all that. And I was like, dude, they're like the Alaska mugs are fucking everywhere at the airport, at the Safeway, at the Starbucks, in the mall, in downtown. I was like it was everywhere. So I and then the airport didn't price it up. Like generally at the airport they you know price it up two three dollars or five dollars even, but it was like ten ninety five at the original price. I was like fuck it, I'll take it. So um I took it, got some coffee. Uh I had another plan to go to the uh, hockey game, which I'm gonna get to a little bit. So I had some time to kill. So I was just walking around downtown, driving around, and I finally said, you know what, I don't want to pay extra for parking. So I finally drove to another park where they had the different view called the uh, Margaret Sullivan Park. There are a lot of Sullivans in Alaska for some reason. Even the uh, the arena is called the Sullivan's Arena or the Sully for the hockey game. Um, so I got to the park. I wasn't looking forward to it because I already went to two parks where I had a decent snow walk. And I was like, what the hell am I going to do here? And then um, it was inside a neighborhood up toward, it was like in the southwest end of the uh, downtown Anchorage. You can just park anywhere in the neighborhood. So I just walked. And then, um, dang, I, I think I walked good, like, a mile and a half each way uh, before I got back to my car. It's like, so, like, three miles or so. I didn't know I was walking that far. I was, like, I was on a trail that was going into another park, like, ten blocks away. But I didn't know. I had such a good time walking, just, like, enjoying the snow. And then saw the empty ocean and then seeing the little bit of mountains and the, seeing the planes coming over. Um, just watching that, just staring at it. It was, it was very refreshing. I felt good. And then it was all snow on the ground. It was all white. Um, I don't know how to describe it. I saw a lot of joggers and dogs and all that too. I saw a lot of dog poops on this trail. And then the, the dog pees. And I was like, I was so tempted to just pee on it and be like, yo, the dog did it or some shit. But I, no, I did it. It's a public park. I cannot do that. 
And then I was walking through this trail. There are a lot of houses because it's going through the neighborhoods. It's very quiet on a Saturday afternoon. Um, I wanted to open the Redfin and see how expensive these places are. But the Redfin obviously isn't, not obviously, but Redfin wasn't supported in Anchorage. And I was like, what the fuck? I knew at the airport, and I, because I read before coming to Alaska, Uber and Lyft got kicked out last year in 2016. So I was like, there's no Redfin, which is a real estate app like Zillow and um, all that, Trulia and all that. There's no, there's no Redfin. There's no Zillow. There's no Lyft. There's no Uber. What the fuck is this? Like, how am I going to live here? They had LTE connection, which is good. But I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? So I, had a, I was like agitated for a moment having that first world or the mainland problem. I was just like, come on, man. Give me, the, give me the apps. Come to the 21st century. Come to the 2010s. Come on, support your millennials. Does Tinder or Bumble work here? Yes, they did. That was a good news. But you just have to pick the five-mile radius. You can't do 10 miles. Otherwise, that extra five miles, you would be risking your life to get the lady. So I was like, nah, don't do that. But yeah, Tinder and... So it's funny that Tinder and Bumble work in Alaska, but Redfin, Uber, and Lyft don't. Uh, I'm sure they ban Airbnb too, but I hate Airbnb, so I don't use it because I got burned a couple times before on a bad pricing. Anyways, um, yeah, and then um, I got back. I walked good couple miles and i came back and then i did i noticed i didn't know i i didn't notice it the first time but they had like a huge pond uh little lake i wouldn't call it a lake but it was all frozen and i saw a lot of people just skating and then um on one side they had like a couple hockey nets too and i was like oh my god are you fucking serious it's like this is a fucking pond hockey it's a pond rink and then it's not like each pond is like isolated so you could go from one pond to the other it's like a, there's like a narrow you know stream which also froze so this is like a gateway between like each rink and i was like this is so cool and then obviously because of my toe and i didn't bring my skates i was i was like so eager to get on ice i just wanted to skate on this thing i didn't care how bad the ice was i didn't care how many people skated on this i saw like 50 people just skating and then i saw like a few people and the dog was on the ice too you know just playing the game of shinny like a little hockey like a pickup hockey like amongst three people, a guy and his two daughters, and then the dog was barking and running around and ice chasing the puck. I was like, this is so cool. And then I was just like, just mesmerized watching this thing. I saw the, like the, probably the largest pond hockey that I've ever seen in my life. I'm sure there's a bigger one in Minnesota or North Dakota or some shit, but this is so cool. And then from the Margaret Sullivan Park, if you look towards south, you get the view of the mountain. So, and I took a picture of it and I was like, wow, this is so perfect that I was like, it was like a winter wonderland, and I thought that was cool. I didn't expect to see this at this park, so that was pretty cool. I didn't put this in my Instagram layout photo, but I'm going to later gram this shit. So, um, or maybe I'll put that as a artwork, uh, at least for this episode, because I don't know. It was so cool. Um, you didn't need a particular filter. Uh, it was just beautiful. Um, so anyways, after this, um, I had, uh, what was it, 5 o'clock or so. I still had like hour and a half, couple hours to kill before the hockey game. Because the hockey game started at 7.30, which I didn't understand. It's like, why did they do it at 6.30 or 7 o'clock? Why is it 7.30? It's so late. And my plane was at 12, so I need to get to the airport by 10.30. I wanted to be safe. So, and then I was hungry while I'm walking so long. I think I walked like about 10 miles by this point um so i decided to get a dinner but um i don't know i was on one hand i was so tempted to try grand mac and mcdonald's 
I know you're gonna be like groaning and face palming and like why BKY, but I don't know. I just felt like it, but I uh, fought my urge because I was like, you know what? I came this far. If I wanted to get a Grand Mac, which is probably priced up because it's Alaska, they gotta bring up the buns and food and lettuce up here because they can't go to the fucking lettuce in Alaska. It's a tundra. I said, screw it. Let's find something that's more Alaskan-y or something. So I found this place called the Yak and Yak, Yak and Yak. I can't remember the name. Uh, but it's a Tibetan Himalayan slash Indian place. So Himalayan, what the hell? Uh, it's more Tibetan because Tibet, Himalaya, it's not Nepal food. But they also, you know, they're, 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 all that food is like vegetarian and then very close to India too, you know. So uh, the f- like there's like curry, rice, a uh, bit of a bread, not naan, but, you know, kind of a dumpling thing. And then it's not as spicy because it's a colder climate food. So if you don't know... If you're in a very hot, warmer places like India or Sri Lanka or Mexico, you know, the food is very spicy and they, they use a very different types of spices and ingredients um, to, you know, to sweat it out when you eat it. But in colder climates, uh, food is very mild and very soft and very warm, soupy feeling. It's very hearty in a different way. So it doesn't overwhelm your sp- stomach if you can't handle the spice or if you don't like spicy food. So it was pretty good. So I got this thing called a tingmo just to start, which is like a steamed bun, like a steamed bread uh, with nothing in it. So that was pretty delicious. And then I had the, like a curry uh, pakar uh, combo. It's like, a, it's like a lentil curry soup. With then they gave beef and then a bit of a yogurt sauce with the rice. Oh my god, and then I walked in there when they opened for dinner at 5pm, so nobody was there, so I was just like, I, I'm gonna kill an hour here, slowly enjoying this food, and then, um, guy, it was very delicious, and then uh, other folks came in, I saw an Indian couple for the first time, and I was like, holy fuck, Indian people live here, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, only this is like the only Indian restaurant I can find, although, there are other Himalayan Tibetan food places. There's a lot of them in Anchorage and Alaska. So it was cool. And then um, I've had Tibetan food before when I was in Colorado. I uh, went with a Chinese friend and then he says, free Tibet and then just troll him super hard. You know, Tibet's a country. Live Tibet alone. Um, you know, so I'm, f- I'm for that cause. I- I'm a hippie that way. I'm not a Buddhist. My grandparents are. But, you know, so there's that too. Oh, by the way, speaking of running into Indian people and finding different ethnic groups. So... <clears throat> When I was walking in downtown uh, Alaska, I was, you know, when when I was in New Mexico with the the other friend, the Iranian friend, uh, I told him like, dude, he could get off as a, a Mexican, you know, you, you guys are brown, you know, and then you could get off as a Mario or some shit. But for me, you know, I'm not red enough, so I, I cannot be a Native American here. So they know that I, I'm probably running a fucking Chinese restaurant in the city in Phoenix or in Albuquerque, New Mexico. However. Uh, in Alaska, I, I had a bit of a game. I was like, Inuit or Asian? And I walked around the mall, and then um, I thought they're, they're, these were like the natives of Alaska, some of them. But it ter- I heard Korean afterwards, and I was like, what the fuck? Korean people live here? And then I saw like two, three Korean restaurants in downtown Anchorage. I was like, god damn, like, there are Korean people here. I know like Korean air stops here for like, like frights, flights and stuff like that. But I was like... Damn, there are a lot of Korean people here. Visitors or not, I, I don't care. They're Korean people. But then the fact that I couldn't tell if they're like somebody, some native who made the original Canada Goose versus somebody who's making Korean barbecue in this city. I, it was kind of tough. So, and then, um, you know, if you know the history of the Native Americans and then the natives in Alaska and the uh, territories in Canada, 
you know the genetics of it they or they originate from Mongolia you know that's where we come from you know so that's why they kind of look Asian ish you know you know similar birthmarks and all that although not exactly the same but we kind of have similar traits for that reason so because of that I was thrown off uh, but I said you know what if I live here I could you know just stay off and I could say I'm like dude I'm 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 Alaskan. I could just you know claim that probably like Hawaiians do. I'm a native Hawaiian. Where are you from? California, you know, that kind of shit. But at least I look like one of those people. So yeah, I'll just put some Canada goose on and then um just get out with my uh Ugg boots and then I I I look like a native living there. I've been there forever and then just have a drinking problem or some shit. Too much, too much. All right, whatever. Anyway, so uh, I enjoy the food and then um I drove out and then we got to the hockey arena finally. Um, at the ECHL game, which is the East Coast Hockey League. Wait a minute, BK. Alaska is an East Coast. Yes, I know, but the East Coast Hockey League has been a long, 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 long time. Uh, second level professional tier. Uh, hockey league. It is professional. It's not semi-pro. Uh, just below. You know, so it's if you look at the hierarchy, like a premiership of soccer or something. There's NHL. The National Hockey League at the highest level. Below that, their feeder system, the minor league, is the American Hockey League, the AHL. Below that is ECHL. So sometimes they have the affiliates from NHL, AHL to ECHL. So ECHL, a lot of times, you know, the NHL team splits. So one team could have like multiple affiliates or not. You could just have a guy who's still working his dream to get to the NHL and sign as a free agent out of college or out of the one of the junior leagues in Canada. You know, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, ECHL is the third tier um, after all those. Now, I've been to many hockey games. And yes, I've been to NHL games. I've been to an AHL game back in Toronto when the Marlies were playing the Hershey Bears. It was a 7-1 game. It was a massacre. Uh, I think the Hershey won that. Yeah, Hershey beat the Marlies 7-1. And then Marlies couldn't score a two-man advantage for five minutes. I still remember that. This was like six years ago. Um... Yeah, so I've been to NHL many times, AHL one time. Uh, I've also been to NCAA games. I've been to OHL, which is CHL, the Major Junior Hockey League. And some of you are going like, Major Junior? What the fuck? Don't worry about it. It's like NCAA football for Canadians, okay? So I've been to an OHL game. So only thing I haven't been to, at least in North America, is ECHL, right in between. Um, NCAA and then the CHL, those are like under 21, you know, junior level before they get to the professionals so um yeah i haven't been to echl yeah and then you could argue like oh you haven't been to ihl you haven't been to uhl i'm like oh fuck you man like that's so american and then that's not out here that's not you know uh what you might call it national so i haven't been to an echl game i hear so much about echl it's more of a fighting league everybody's a little more hungry you know trying to get to the ahl at least you know so and then the quality comes and goes and then sometimes ECHL games are in like really ridiculous places like uh, I know there's a team in Jacksonville, Florida and like what the fuck or somewhere in Alabama or uh, like uh, what was it Bakersfield, California well, like, what the fuck is hockey doing there but then I don't know because it's in such remote areas where hockey doesn't exist. I find it fascinating. It's like, oh, got to check that out. And then, yes, they, they, they have teams in, like, hockey urban countries like Colorado. So I saw the Colorado Eagles. I think they play in Fort Collins. And there are some other ones like uh, 
some place, New York. I think Syracuse, Rochester? No, Rochester is an AHL team. Syracuse has an AHL team. Elmira, New York. Elmira, New York. Just after Buffalo, between like Syracuse and all that. They have that. And then some other places. Alaska has had a team for a very, very long time. The team is called the Alaska Aces, but they have had Anchorage Aces for a long time. Now, a bit of a trivia time. Which hockey players are from Alaska? I'm going to give you 10 seconds. All right, 10 seconds is too long. All right, that was more than 10 seconds, actually. So two players that uh, you might know, one still playing right now. One is Brendan Dubinsky. I forgot which team he's on now. Columbus? He used to be on the Rangers. Yeah, there's Scott Gomez. Scott Gomez, I believe, is the first one to get drafted out of Alaska or something. One of the prominent players. And during the lockout, they played in for the Alaska Aces. Now, um, before getting to the game and the atmosphere... The night before I went to the game, I wanted to see the time, so I googled the Team Alaska Aces. The first thing that comes up on Google is that the team is considering seizing operation, and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, like, I'm walking into a lion's den here, or maybe I'm catching the last of it ever. So, and I was like, wait a minute, BK, weren't you just in Arizona, you know, preaching the team to leave? Uh, yeah, I did, because it's Arizona, it's a fucking desert. But Alaska, like, Alaska has a fairly good hockey background, dude. Like, they have the two hockey teams the, the, in the university teams, the Fair, Alaska Fairbanks. I still remember when they beat them in Michigan. God, that was an upset. And then uh, they have the team in Anchorage, the Alaska, two University of Alaskas. And they also had a movie called Mystery Alaska. Remember anyone? The Rangers play the team in Mystery Alaska. Russell Crowe, the Australian or New Zealandian, miraculously skates on ice in the middle of Alaska. And then Mike Myers was in it. Yeah, that moment. And then I, so, et cetera. And then they had two hockey, like prominent hockey players. And I was like, how the hell did this team get in trouble? And then if my memory serves me correct, the ADD sports fan of me said, didn't Alaska win the ECHL like a couple of years ago? And yes, they did in 2014, which was three seasons ago. And they haven't played, made a playoff since. So and in attendance and all that, they struggled a lot. Now also, Alaska is a bit of a travel challenge. You know, a bit is an understatement. It is a fucking travel challenge. So what happens is when Alaska get team gets out of alaska they go off for road like a road trip for a long time like two three weeks uh and then they they play like instead of a usual one game or two games they'll play like a three game series or something two game series on on the road and when the road teams come to alaska they stay a weekend generally so like friday saturday sunday so they don't generally play during the week in alaska um so they do a three-game series straight consecutively. So I was in the second of the three-game leg between Colorado and Alaska here. So travel is very difficult. And then the scheduling and the cost for that is ridiculously high. And also, since they, the team's been sucking for two seasons, they haven't really made the playoffs. And, you know, the, the popularity just fell. You know, there are a lot of legacy fans and all that, you know, with the nostalgia of the Anchorage Aces from the 70s and 80s. So I was like, ah, oh, what a bummer. And then, um, you know, and then the arena, the Sullivan Arena, the Sully is uh, quite old too, although they renovated inside. It's pretty nice, actually. Um, but, you know, they 
some people I talked to at the game, they said, yeah, that news dropped out of nowhere the night before for their first game of the series. So it was kind of shocking and depressing to hear that, but not surprised. Um, at the same time, they're like wondering, like, you know, they, they don't think there is going to be a replacement entertainment. And I saw the local news. They're like complaining about the ticket prices being expensive. It's like, oh, you know, I bring four kids and like a family of four coming to the game. It's a hundred dollars. That's out of that's putting us out of price range. And I'm like, dude, you're like, is this some kind of Republican traditionalist thinking? Like, haven't you heard of this thing called inflation? Hundred dollars, hundred dollars for four people is actually not that bad. The reason I decided to come to the game is because at the ice level behind the bench was twenty five dollars, and then plus Ticketmaster fee, which is a rip off. So I paid like thirty three dollars, the convenience fee, whatever the fuck they call it. So I was like, dude, $34 behind the bench is not that bad at all. So I was like, dude, I'm taking this. I'm taking this. It's a second-tier hockey. I'm definitely taking this. This isn't some community bullshit. This is some bantam level or a high school game. I'll take this. So I thought it was a very good value, but obviously people in Alaska don't feel the same way. And yes, the economy is very limited. There are a lot of oil companies like ConocoPhillips, Exxon, and all that. BP, I saw a lot of those buildings. And I was wondering what kind of job I would have here. It's like... Uh, maybe I should be an author or some shit to make money. Anyways, so obviously they, you know, the team is obviously struggling with the cost and keeping up with the, you know, with the lack of demand and all that shit. So that's pr- probably why they're moving. So they're, I don't know if they had an announcement yet. They should have an announcement by Wednesday, Thursday, uh, midweek this week and what to do. And then the potent, they already closed down a couple other ECHL franchises, including the one in Jacksonville aforementioned. Um, but, you know, I'm like, fuck, Alaska is better than Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville doesn't even give shit about a professional football team. So, like, why would they give shit about a second-tier hockey, like, professional hockey team for less? But... You know, and they're thinking about moving the team to Portland, Maine. Not Portland, Oregon. Maine, where Anna Kendrick is from. So I was like, all right, you're going from one coast to the other. But Maine is probably a better place. But, like, you don't have to take away Alaska. Come on now. But anyway, so it was kind of sad hearing that. But I was also glad at the same time. You know what? I'm going I'm to keep the memorabilia that I got. You know, they get. I got a tote bag for free. And then I was reading the... My God, this is the second week in a row I went to a hockey game and they give you a free game program. He's like, you generally pay like $5 or some shit if you go to Toronto or Detroit. But no, they gave him a free one in Alaska, uh, the Arizona called the Red Line. I was like, God damn, that's pretty cool. And then I got a free one from the ga- Alaska Game Day program, uh, you know, from from Anchorage for free for just walking in. They gave a free tote bag too. And it's still in the plastic wrap, as you can hear. And I'm like, God damn, I'm keeping this. And I thought about buying an Arizona, you know, memorabilia too, but I didn't. I was going to take the free one. So I'm keeping all that. And I was like, oh, PK, you're being a hypocrite. You want to you wanna save the Alaska Aces, but not Arizona. What the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, dude, my business. I, I just have nostalgia for Alaska. I have more personal connection to Alaska for hockey compared to Arizona. Capiche? So there's that. Anyways, back to the hockey as the time is flying here. Um, so it's an ECHL game. I don't know what to expect. Obviously, a lot of ads. I mean, my God, even the Nets, the gold Nets had Geico tape all over it in blue. So the hockey Nets are usually red, but these were blue with Geico logos all over it. And I go, is this what NHL is going to become? Like NBA is talking about having ads on jerseys and shit. I'm sure they're going to have lo- logos everywhere. So it's going to look like a fucking NASCAR or European hockey. I'm like, is this, a, it, oh my God. And it's a, so it's a bit of a 
bit of a f- foreshadowing, future preview of a sponsorship, and then the advertisement that I'm gonna see at the highest level of hockey at some point. So I just like looking at this. I just groaned and I go like, this is a future. They're gonna they're gonna sell off every little space on ice. They're gonna sell off every little space on the railings and the net, jersey, whatever. And then just thinking about this, I just go like, God, please stop this, you know. And then, anyways. Uh, and then the game began, and then the uh, game was pretty crummy. You kind of expected it, you know, because it is ECHL. It's not NHL. It's not AHL. So it's the next tier down. Uh, referee had a couple weird calls in this game. And then uh, I was next to a family um, with the, I guess it was a 16-year-old girl. And then um, there, there was a family, like a brother-brother, like a wife of one of the guys and all that. They are pretty drunk. And then the thing about the Alaska Aces, the big thing about it is a cowbell. So every time something happens or somebody does something or some cheer going, the fucking cowbell goes off all over the fucking little arena. So I'm like, God damn, that sound is driving me nuts because it's a clinkety-clank sound and it's very loud in a 5,000-people arena. It was cool, but then if you hear it more than three times, you're about to lose your mind and you're about to lose your hearing. So there was that. Um, but then, um, you know, and then the referee fucked up and then the, they scored really fast. Uh, they had a five on three, like four minutes into the first period. And I was like, what the fuck? And then, you know, and then the, the second penalty on the five on three, when the second guy went off, it was a bench warning. It was a bench penalty because the coach complained. It's like, how is that a hooking? How is that a roughing? You know, given the uh, whatever intensity of the game because of the night before. Because uh, Alaska lost like 6-5 to five or something the night before, 5-4. to four. So it was a little tense coming into this game. Um, so coach yelled at the referee. And then the referee gave a penalty to the bench. So they had to send the second guy. And then it caused a 5-on-3. And then Colorado went up 2-0 to zero, super fast. And then the guy, three seats next to me, started yelling. All the expletives talked to Hey, Steven! I somehow knew the guy's name. Probably, like, went to the same high school or some shit. Hey, Steven! No, 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 no. Fuck you, man. Fuck him, whatever. And then I just, like, you know, I just started laughing and all that. But then, you know, it gets to a point where it's really uncomfortable. And then there's a six-year-old girl next to it, and she's just staring at this dude. And I was just like, what an education. This is a Sarah Palin education right here. Speaking of which, I think I understand how Sarah Palin got elected in this state because everybody in Alaska is stupid. No, they're not all stupid. The one lady was nice giving him a parking thing next to me. However, you know, this kid just started laughing at him and then the parents of the kid were laughing too and I was just like, my God, I can't believe this is tolerated here. But it's at the same time, it's pretty cool because I would have probably raised a kid the same way. Wait, didn't you could just call these people stupid? Yes, I just did. But at the same time, I, you know, I, I, I would preach the importance of freedom of speech, including the freedom of expression, however you feel. And then the bad refereeing. You got to call that out. You got to call that out. Wrong, wrong. You know, all that shit. So anyways, and then um, aside from bad penalties in this game, uh, ice was really nice because it was very freezing and chilly in here, which fits, which how the ice ring should be. So there was no problem with puck bouncing or anything. However, the quality of plays, the players in this thing is got awfully low so Colorado is actually the second best team uh, in the ECHL out of 27 teams and Alaska is four points behind well six points behind you know because they lost a Friday before they're trying to make the playoff spot and then you could clearly see the, 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 the physical 
you know, differences between these two teams. I, I, I was, I was very surprised by the quality gap between Alaska and Colorado skating wise. Like Colorado just outskated the entire Alaskan team, and then Alaska is not the worst team in ECHL. And I just go like, wow, how bad is ECHL? Like when it gets to the shittiest team in fucking Florida or like somewhere in Texas or something. And I'm like. My God, ECHL really varies. Then I remember the guy when I went to one of the open hockey sessions three years ago. Yes, I I played a little bit. I stopped playing with a toe situation, and I was just life got in the way. I remember running into one guy here in Seattle, Renton, where um one of the Saturday mornings that we played, we had one guy who was like deking everybody out, and he was pretty decent. And then some guy said, but then he was getting mad at all the beer chuggers and then the you know the beer league people at us. For not playing well, and then I was just like, "Dude, we're 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 weekend warriors here, man." And even that's a fucking overstatement. That guy used to play in ECHL. Don't know what team, but for some fucking reason, he's on. He's with us on Saturday morning, five in the morning, playing shitty hockey, shitty game with us. And I, and then he got mad at one point, and he just like broke the stick. Everybody went, "What the fuck is wrong with him?" And then I just go like, "Well, that guy is pretty good compared to us." And then like, yeah, watching this game in front of me, I just remember that guy. But then like, dude, that guy must be shit playing with us. And then I'm like, if Alaska is this shit skating, how bad is that guy? And then how bad am I compared to these guys at an ECHL level? So just thinking about that, just fattening this, like trying to scale my hockey skill and skating skill relative to these guys, even though I see the clear discrepancy of skating between just these two teams, I'll just go like. Wow, these guys are fucking hardcore, and then they don't make a lot of money. They probably make like twenty, thirty thousand, you know, busing every day, you know, to between games, and then work probably working odd job, you know, be a bartender, car mechanic, like on Sands of Anarchy or some shit. And then I'm like, God damn, these guys are really playing for the love of the game, and then just that dream of potential of making even the AHL or the AHL becoming the stepping stone to the NHL. And then just thinking about that, and I just like, wow. And then I, I just started having new respect and appreciation for the game and sports for these guys. And I know it sounds very soapy and like fucking fairy tale and shit, but it's true because I, cause I could see it. Because like, like, as a compared to my skating skills, compared to these guys, I'm like, fuck. And then watching NHL games too, started appreciating more. And then I, I learned that like I should boo less. And then I, I get mad at the Arizona fans even more booing at fucking Crystal Tang and Max Domi and all these guys who couldn't handle the bouncing puck in that shitty ice and desert. And it's like, shoot it, shoot it. And I'm like, he can't fucking shoot it. Can you do it? If you could skate on that ice and do a one crossover, I'll be very surprised. And then so because of that, I, I, I respect these guys. And um, I just, I gained a whole new appreciation for the athletes, especially hockey players, after watching the second tier game. So anyways, and then Alaska Alaska got pretty blasted in this game, uh, pretty bad. And then the end score was like 5-2, to 6-2 to two or some shit. And then King got pretty rowdy. People are getting like drunk, yelling and shit. And, you know, they're frustrated that the team's potentially leaving. Team's not winning. But it's clear that Colorado is a way better team. You know, and then Alaska, if they make the playoffs and give these fans a little bit of extension of hope and an extension of entertainment, staying like a couple of weeks longer, that would be great. But I don't think that team is good enough, you know. So, um, you know, it was it was pretty cool. And um, I got to watch that. And then, um, you know, I drove back at the airport and uh, just in time. 
Uh, oh, I got to hang out in the lounge because I got to the airport a little bit early. Priority pass, thank you, from Chase Sapphire Reserve. Um, so I got to use that. And then, um, yeah, game was cool. Uh, Alaska was cool. The drives were cool. Although, by the end of the night, when I was driving back to the airport, I got sick of driving around the same blocks. It feels like Redmond, Washington, because it's such a small town, you know? So you kind of drive through the same mall, same restaurant, you know, two, three times when you're driving back and forth between, you know, different landmarks in Anchorage. So I got sick of it, but, you know, it was just enough dosage of Anchorage that I got in this trip. And then, um, yeah, and I got to enjoy the lounge. And then um, the flight back was way more pleasant. So uh, nobody was in between. I got some sleep, you know. And then um, I got home at 5 in the morning and um, took an entire weekend, although I worked a little bit the Sunday, uh, you know, still sleep recovering here. But um, it was pretty cool. Uh, so it was... Uh, it was a very good trip and then um did it solo so it was much easier driving around and deciding on food places and all that so um wow actually this went way longer than i thought just talking about alaska but um highly recommend it um i would definitely check it out in the summer um if when there's less snow and all that yeah it's a popular summer destination too for camping and stuff but book early because everybody goes to alaska and yeah yukon and all that in the summer so uh book early um, if you go in winter to see the Northern Lights, I recommend that doing it in December, January period. Um, yeah, sun goes down early, but um, you know, drive safe, drive slow, um, learn how to drive on snow. Uh, yeah, and then um, I'll probably next time I go, I'll either go see Northern Lights or play play an 18 round at midnight or some shit. 18 hole, not 18 round. Maybe I'll play 18 rounds. I don't give a, I don't, I don't know. But yeah, but. Um, one word to describe the place uh insomnia the movie with robin williams and al pacino and hillary swank the nolan movie christopher nolan movie you you get that vibe it fucking feels like it although insomnia was based on summer in alaska you know you you've kind of feel that solitude and freeze and loneliness and nature and all that shit which is kind of cool so um definitely check it out uh so this is the last of the weekend trips that i'm gonna do um I am thinking about doing, going to Portland to pick up the Portland and Oregon mugs, but I'm still deciding because next week I'll be on the road. Uh, Tuesday through Saturday I'll be in California, following the Maple Leafs on the road trip through San Jose, L.A. and um, Anaheim, and also going to Disneyland. I've never been. I think I'll probably go alone. I said fuck it. I'll just go check it out uh, one day Saturday. Um, so yeah, so this show, I don't think it's going to be on the road. I'll probably pre-record it and release it either early or late. Um, probably early on Monday next week. So um, yeah, uh, we'll leave it there. Thank you for listening the last hour or so. Uh, please subscribe on iTunes. Leave the review. If you don't want, that's fine. Let me know. I appreciate the feedback. I, I, I got some good Q&As back too. You know, well, maybe we'll do a Q&A dedicated segment. Um, there are a lot of different topics that I still want to cover. Uh, I'll get back to the California trip uh, a couple weeks from now after next week. And then um, I have a couple off shows that I'm thinking about doing. I recorded one before about money and stock, but I didn't release it. I'll probably re-record it again this week. Oh, and then i got to catch up with the, our good friend Bushan and see what happened. Uh, spoiler alert, he didn't get married. We just need to sit down and talk about why. We're going to have a two foreigners and one mic, part three. That's going to come. Oh, and then a murder mystery story in Bellevue from a couple years ago um i'm i'm working on that story stay tuned 
it's 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 like a bad version of cereal i'll just say that right now uh yeah so thanks for listening please check it out uh subscribe on itunes google play music stitcher tune in radio i'm on everything aa show thumbs up uh twitter what aa show all one word uh, email aa-show at outlook.com again twitter what aa show one word email aa-show at outlook.com all right thanks for listening and uh, we will check back next week have a great rest of february